folks we're back another episode of uppercut we have uh cage titans champ and ces double champ billy goff billy has a professional record of seven two and oh and he fights out of groton connecticut so he's a new englander like me um billy thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show we're really really excited to have you and um yeah we think this is going to be a great interview so first off um we saw in one, another one of your interviews that you mentioned you began uh community college at one point do you see that as a blessing disguise since it reaffirmed that school wasn't the answer and fighting was? Uh, yeah. And uh, cause when I got like, when I was younger and I was in school, I didn't like care that much. Um, and there's a lot of things going on in life that I just didn't make me, didn't put me in a situation to care that much. I, uh, I had excuses, but then when I went to community college, I was a little older, life was a little different. So I was like, all right, we can focus more on school now. Um, more independent, more on my own, uh, but I still didn't care for it that much. So mm. definitely showed that, yeah, no, this isn't the route. <laughs> yeah, no. So, I mean, school is really not for everyone. Like, uh, you know, it's just sometimes for some people, it's just really not what they're meant to do. So it's it's good that Especially you. Especially if you're an school. absolute brawler like you. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, so in one of your CES 66 uh, post-fight interviews, you said that you'll keep knocking heads off until you make it to the next level. And you even said you'd fight Kamaru Usman tomorrow if you're given the chance. Uh, where does all this motive, confidence and motivation come from? Well, so like the, um, the confidence is more so, I mean, you got to have it. If you're going to want to be the best in the world then like with Kamaru Usman, like uh, he's the Right now, he's arguably the best in the world. Um, and if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. Um, exactly. I'm way off from that. I'm not even in the UFC yet. Um, but I'm sure when he was training, when most of the guys train, they picture that. at the They picture the end goal. I picture all the stuff in between, too. It's not just that. That's you have to take. Um, but, like, that's where you want. That's what I want to get to. I want to be the best. And a lot of it, I hope it doesn't confuse this motivation because I, I, a lot of times I don't want to do what I'm doing. I, like, I don't want to work out. I don't want to go to practice. I don't want to cut weight, but I have to, because I want to be the best. So a lot of it's more drive and matter. It's just, we're just going, just put it in gear and go. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Um, like that sort of leads us to our next question real quick. Um, if you could fight like anyone, who's your, your like dream fight that you, that you love? If it, all right, so one fight. Uh, Paul Felder's up there just because of how tough he is. Yeah. And I would just, just it would just, I'd want it to be a war. Yeah. Uh, not even matter. Who cares if you win? Um, I'd love to fight DC, even though he's bigger. Yeah. If we were in weight, I would love to fight him because I personally think he's one of the best in the world. Uh, like he's my size, height, and reach pretty much. Um, the the weight part <laughs> but yeah he's bigger obviously he's a lot bigger <laughs> but he's fighting dudes who are like john jones has an 80 inch reach yeah and yeah he's still getting in on him like he is and he's a great wrestler so i just i would love to to know what that would that would be like um khabib's always interesting to fight uh like how would you do against that that style like would you get smashed like everybody else <laughs> yeah don't, don't yeah I think so. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's you know just a crazy fighter to watch. Um, yeah, those those are all super good answers. Answers. Paul Felder was an interesting one. I um I like him a lot, especially on commentary. Um, but yeah, no, he's he's a just a straight brawler. 
super tough guy. Uh, Mikey, did you have a question? Yeah. So after your Bellator fight, you mentioned you were going to go work a 10 hour shift. Like what's that been like balancing a full-time job fighting and then whatever you want to do in your social life? I mean, is, is there ever a break in between or is it go all the time? It's, it's like 90% go. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. That's and tough. it's not too, I used to like when I was first starting out, um, I used to have like two or three jobs that I didn't get full time. So I had to bounce hours around um, and a lot of them were manual labor jobs. So doing that and training sucked. Uh, now my job is more of a desk job. So it's like, even though I complain about it, it's not the end of the world. Um, but it's just that time that it takes up like working 40 hours a week, training over 20 hours a week um, and then trying to do all the basic other shit uh, and having any social life. Um, it's, it does. It gets exhausting and it adds up. But I'm hoping once I get to the UFC and I get comfortable, I can kind of leave my job and focus more on training. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's just insane that you're able to fit all that in. It's that's like ridiculous. I have a hard time balancing like college and a girlfriend. I can't imagine, you know, having a like a full time job, like you said, and then fighting. It's like and then having to recover after fights, too, because um, like we're going to mention in our next question, what sticks out to me is your pain tolerance. Like um, in your fight against Pico and your last two bouts in particular, you ate some huge strikes. And then in the Sanad Armaudi fight, he had you in this choke for like two minutes. It was, I was shocked that you got out of it. And, um, and how, did you, how do you do it? Like, where are you able to go and where are you able to like put the pain and how are you able to just take pain and absorb it and keep, keep going? Well, so actually the, so you'd be surprised. Like when you're, I think most people could take, like, I think if once you're in there, there's so much adrenaline running. Yeah. You feel a lot of it. Um, like there's, so my, there's been a couple times I have felt stuff. Um, when I fought Cameron, once I started getting later in the rounds, yeah. I, like things started hurting. Uh, my yeah. chin was hurting. Um, and there was, when I was an amateur and I fought for a title after the weigh-ins, I chugged like a can of soup, um, which was the, oh. uh, <laughs> And my stomach hurt so much and it hurt all the way the next day into the fight the whole time. I remember him kicking me up and it, that sucked. Um, but you kind of, when it does hurt, you kind of just you try to just ignore it. It's the best yeah. you can. Sometimes you can't, sometimes you can. Um, with like something like um, I knew that sucked. Like it sucked while getting hit by him because it hurt. Um, with Pico, it was a little different, uh, cause like Pico took, kicked me in the leg a lot. Like and yeah. he was doing some damage to my leg for sure, but I didn't feel it just because of the adrenaline. Um, yeah. but like with something, when he was hitting me, I could feel those. It's just, you have a little bit of adrenaline, so you don't feel it as much. It's a little yeah. easier. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Your leg, your, he was kicking you and your leg was just going like inverted. I was like, holy, how is this guy still kicking? Um, Jeff, do you had your question? Yeah, speaking of your crazy time management and pain management, I see you were double champ in CES and won both titles within four weeks of each other. How did you go about fighting the second title? Did you just see a vacancy and go for it? Pretty much. I um the I forget what when I saw I saw that the fight pulled out and I brought it up to my coach. Um and then CES hit hit us up actually. It was like, hey, we got an interesting offer for you get for you. Um, and we're like, it's, it's pretty great, pretty great chance here. People would love to see this. But the like, I took two weeks off, and 
like I trained basically like six days for the Sumter fight. Um, cause I was, I had just fought. So I was taking time off. Uh, and I was relaxed. I was luckily the Boleto fight wasn't too long cause I didn't have any damage to recover from, um, more so just stuff from the camp. Um, but it was, it was a weird decision to make because I was like, all right, we know we can beat this guy, but we haven't been training that much. So we don't know where our cardio cardio is exactly at. Uh, we don't know where our body is exactly at. Um, but we ended up like, all right, it's too good of an opportunity to pass up. We got to take the risk. Uh, Mikey, what was your next question? Yeah. So one more question back to the uh, pain tolerance thing, not only pain tolerance, but noticing your fights, you're like, you're super calculated, but you're super aggressive too. Like you're always like closing the distance and you're super, super mobile on your feet. Is that more of like your mentality or a game plan from your coach or like a little bit of both? A little bit of both. Like my coach, cause sometimes like in the Boleto fight, um, I was doing it too much and my coach had to pull me back because he was, Gary was doing a good job of pulling me in and hitting me. Um, my coach told me, stop, stop chasing, stay back more. So I had to switch that up. And once I did, things changed. Um, but even when I do mitts with my coach, I push too much when I'm doing mitts with my training partners, I ended up pushing them to the wall of the gym, <laughs> uh, because it's just natural for me to come forward. Um, and, I think it's more so just a mentality thing uh, because it just happens naturally. I don't, I don't think too much about it. Um, when it, and when in the fight, it feels so fast paced. Like I'm just going to be in your face the whole time. Uh, I also want to throw elbows. So I got to get close. Um, but I do want to, my goal is to work more on like being a little more calculated and not pushing as much or controlling how much I push coming in and out a little more. What's your favorite strike to throw? Elbows all day. Yeah, those, yeah. Are, those are fun. Those are super fun. Um, so going back to that Pico fight, that was a bullshit stoppage. Do you remember what they were saying to you about why they stopped the fight? Because I remember watching that and being or being like, I don't you seemed fine. I didn't understand. I know you had a cut, but it just so they, weird. The what I think it was bullshit only because what they told me in the cage was not true. So yeah. And it was a big cut. It was it was up here in my uh, yeah. forehead. I still have a scar for it. Um, and it was like four stitches underneath, thirteen on top. Um, um, they told me they could see my skull and bone infection, um, which was like, all right, that's that sucks hmm. I was annoyed in the moment like i i didn't want to keep i i didn't want to stop um and then i went to the hospital and got the stitches and the woman doing my stitches said yeah your skull is not exposed oh that's true so it, to me it was like okay you guys stopped the fight but it was a bullshit reason because it wasn't true yeah uh, or you saw something that just wasn't right but she did the nurse told me that i had a um i had a vein a vein and an artery exposed cool. so I got hit again. It popped. I could have been in trauma surgery. So realistically, it was a good yes. thing that I was. <laughs> All right. So yeah. So it wasn't. It wasn't the worst stoppage thing because yeah, if they yeah. hit that artery, artery popped that you could bleed out. That would have been horrific. So yeah, at least they that that was in hindsight. I guess that was a better stoppage than than I saw. Just being a fan, I saw it and I was like, he still looks good. He looks fine. The cuts deep, but it's not like anything too crazy from what I had seen. And it was funny because the commentators too were like uh, annoyed about the stoppage. So yeah. They were, everybody was like, and I, my coach didn't understand it, but like, 
once the doctor says something, can't, yeah. can't. Yeah, there's not really anything you can do. Yeah. Um, Mikey, what was your question? So you said your favorite strikes are elbows. Um, did you draw like that from any specific fighter influence? Or did you just like do it at practice one time and notice it splits guys open and then just roll with it? Or how did you go about that becoming your favorite? Because it's like an unorthodox throw. So, yeah. And like, that's the thing is like, and like my coach and I talk about my, we talk about it all the time. Um, Cause I got it from my coach. My coach told me even when I was amateur, he was like, listen, once you go pro, elbows are the thing now elbows everywhere every chance you get because elbows are just harder um i i'm not gonna break my elbow hitting you with it like i could break my hand mm-hmm. uh, it's shorter but it's the same amount of um it's the same rotation as a, a regular punch um and it's more likely to cut you um the um, so he was like once you turn pro everything's revolves around the elbows um and I remember the, the my pro debut uh, against our moose guy, and I had him in guard. I had him up against the cage, um, and he had his very dark skin, so it was easy to see. But I had his hands out in his guard, and I dropped down for one elbow. And I remember coming up, and I could just see the pink from the cut right above. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I, I dropped another one. And I, when I came back up, there was another cut down below his eye right here, <laughs> all cut up. And I was just like, like that, I'm never going to forget that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Two for two with uh, opening cuts with elbows. That's yeah. That's that definitely will show you that these guys, that those strikes are super dangerous. And uh, yeah, MMA is really just about inflicting punishment as much as you can everywhere you can. Like I always mention watching Habib fight and he like rubs his head just in your face and mouth and is just trying to get you cut up. I, 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 I like the strikes like that and just doing stuff like that to cause as much damage as possible. Or like when they stomp on your toes and stuff like that. Um, that's yeah. the stuff I like. Stoltzfus, uh last card, he did like this weird chest strike where he like threw his chest into whoever he was fighting's head to slam it in. Yeah, those unorthodox strikes are just nuts. Uh, and they so, leave a crazy imprint on you too. Yes, like that are. McGregor Cerrone one. Yeah. Um, Jeff, what was your next question? Yeah, speaking of your elbows, is the knife tattoo on your striking dominant elbow just a coincidence or because I mean you've pointed it to other interviews after wins? No, it's uh it was on purpose. I I I had I had elbows in mind when I got this. Uh, <laughs> uh I got I just got and I want to get something over here for uh this elbow. I just I don't know what yet because I want to do a full sleeve, so I gotta incorporate yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of tattoos, so we're you're in a sport that has some of the best and worst tattoos I've ever seen. Um, yeah. You yourself have some great tattoos. My personal favorite, I love the trust your gut across your stomach. That's fucking awesome. What's your favorite tattoo that you have? Um, my favorite is probably either the knife or um, my team's logo right here. Yeah. Is that mm. like a panther? Even though this one, I got this one. <laughs> I remember uh, I got this one the outline done for like 60 bucks and terrible idea because <laughs> I, I what i did is i had a, a female friend draw it and took it to him and it just it didn't the outline didn't come out well and that's what i get for paying 60 bucks for it um finished yeah. uh by someone better so it ended up turning out all right and i just love it because it's my gym's logo it's my gym's tattoo um 
And I also, I just recently got this one here. I'm going to, uh, how do I flip the camera? Oh, there we go. Oh, nice. <laughs> Pull your weight. <laughs> that one is That's sweet. A, yeah. I love that one. That's dope. Uh, That's that, yeah. And I, I came up with that idea, so there you go that those are that's a dope tattoo i really like that um yeah so you have a bunch of ko's in your career which one is your favorite probably the boleto one just because of the damage it did like i have a photo um, i'll send it to you guys um and he has like two holes in his forehead oh. um, and it's like it's that he i wasn't a fan that he didn't go out yeah. uh but uh the fact also that he like kind of waves it off like he stopped like it's a verbal submissions like nice that's pretty dope yeah yeah that's pretty dope I, do you prefer that over someone being out cold or do you think it's cooler when they're like all right i can't handle it anymore um it's i definitely think it's cooler um it's different yeah because it's cool to like start somebody like to have somebody go stiff yeah i haven't gotten one of those yet uh but at the same time, it is cool. It's like that. Oh, I can't, you broke somebody mm -hmm. like where you don't want to keep going. Yeah, no, that is impressive. You must just feel like such a man after doing that. Um, Mikey, what was your next uh, question? That was your first title fight, right? The uh, one the, you're referring to? No, no, that was the second one. The Because um, the first one was Navis. That one was. Like oh, that. yeah. Yeah. Two seconds. So what does his team like? Does his team or him tell you anything? Like this, since he stops it himself, do they say anything to you after the fight? Like, is it do they even like apologize for cutting it short, or is it like they make an excuse for the doctor? Or how does that go about? Um, it's such a weird stoppage. Yeah, it was. It the I've never. It's never happened. I mean, it's ne never happened to me before. Um, the so and he didn't apologize but and i wouldn't expect him to the what it is but it was it, his team was like good fight and everything um just it is what it is but i do like as a mutual fighter i don't i didn't understand it like, i gotta understand why he did that because like just go out on your shield um yeah, it was super confusing because when I'm watching it, it looks like he just stands up, puts his hands up, and it's over. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I had no idea, but it makes more sense now. Yeah, and like there's that, that it was something that I forget who who said it. Um, one of the one fighter said it. Um, um, but he, I remember when he had a kid, he stopped worrying. He started worrying about his health because he had a kid. Um, and Boleto has a kid. I think he has like two kids. Um, so I get it. Like you don't want to get hurt, but if you're worried about getting hurt, just this isn't for you. Exactly. Like, about it. You're on a three fight win uh, finish streak right now. So my question is, how do you plan on keeping that finish streak alive and catching Dana's eye on August second? Elbows all day. <laughs> I like it. Yes. Yeah, so I, I go ahead. Got scenarios in my head that i've played out but you never know yeah and it happened but i plan on finishing in the first or second i see it happening i said i think first my coach said second mm. well we're definitely betting we're definitely betting you to win by uh ko or stoppage so it's gonna be fun to see i'm really excited to watch that <laughs> um who were some of the fighters that you looked up to and like idolized growing up 
so growing up, like, and I was never huge into watching fighting. I watched it more so with my friends. Um, but it was cool. I enjoyed it a lot. The um, Anderson Silva was a huge one just because how like he was just so slick. It was so cool to watch him like God. do all like how could you do that? Like yeah. doing all that shit. Um him now that I'm older, um Paul Felder is one of my favorite fighters, mostly because how tough he is. Like I remember he broke his uh like radius um when he fought Mike Perry oh. and just throwing it, kept throwing elbows, kept throwing his hand. I was just like, you're a fucking G dude. <laughs> uh yeah. And but like GSP, um I like GSP a lot, not so much the way he fights, but more so like the impact he had on the sport. I think, I think he changed the way people train and the way people fight so much just because he was so good. He put everything together so well. Um, it just changed everything. Um, so he's one that I looked up to a lot watching. Um, and there's definitely more, I'd have to take time to think about it. So, um, since you were double champion CES and obviously I think every fighter would like to, but when you get this UFC contract, I'm going to say when, not if you get this UFC contract, would you, do you see yourself being in like almost Volkanovsky's shoes where you get a chance to go fight for another belt and, you know, you dominate your division and you get the chance. Do you see that for yourself? Oh yeah, absolutely. You can't, I, like I've, now that I've already gone up to 180, like I used to fight at 55. Now I've, I'm not going back down to 55. <laughs> Um, but now that I fought at 70, fought at 85, I'm just going to, who knows? We might go to 205. <laughs> that would be awesome. I like it. The problem is, is I'm a little short for 205. Yeah. <laughs> right. Hey, you know, it is what it is. We oh, get no up that Cormier in you. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So uh, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. This We really, really appreciate it. Um, you got a bunch of guys behind you that, like, I've been telling all my friends as well. Um, you know, we we're, we're really excited to watch you fight. And uh, yeah, um, Billy Goff, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it.